Welcome to the Dope and Take Show. Today uh, is going to be exciting. So we have um, we have a miner coming on, and when I say miner, is a fire protection miner, as in he's hanging the pipe down in the mine, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's crazy. Just to even think about it. Me and Bobby, we have so many questions about this. I mean, it's unreal for us. And then we also had um, Don up in in Canada. She was she well she is working for Victolic, but at the time she was um, she was a fitter down there, and she was uh, helping out over there. And and it's just it's nuts. Once she once she said minor, we, me and Bobby were like, we gotta know more. I mean, we gotta know more. And uh, <clears throat> all here, and we really appreciate you guys and coming to uh, the live stream, watching us again, watching us on. Twitch and listen. Well, I guess listening on Twitch and listening on Spotify and iTunes. Um, so it's free to come on. You can come on. And you just let us know. You can email us, message us on any of the platforms. Um, I'm pretty heavy on LinkedIn, and then uh, I believe Bobby gets on there every day, don't you, Frank? I'm on LinkedIn every day. Yeah, I'm switching between yeah, mine and, and ours. Definitely Instagram. That's where the kind of it seems like the community is is growing. Um, is real big on Instagram, so you can message us on any of those platforms. If you would like to sponsor us, uh, let us know. Um, we we would like to get that started. Uh, it would really make traveling a lot easier <laughs> than you know saving up of our own money and and trying to make it work and and just be really easy to make that happen with open take and, and you know. Uh, give you videos like we did on YouTube with Vegas, like it show you what's new and explain it because before us, I mean, there's not much out there. Not, not much. much. Yeah. Sponsor an episode. No. It'll, be, it'll be awesome. We'll run your commercial at the beginning of the show. Everybody. So, thanks uh, for joining. Hey Paul, how's it going? Can you hear hey, it? It's all right, man. Yeah. I made it against all. Sweet hat. <laughs> yeah. I like the hat, bro. Yeah, Paul was having trouble trouble joining. We're a few minutes late. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to hit the like button. Nice night out oh, there, there, huh, Paul? Go. Okay. Oh, there you go. I yeah, see you. It's, it's dark. I'm set up in my uh, out in front. So you do oh. you know we lose him? No. Hey, he's back. he's, he's here. <laughs> Right. There you are. So you we lost you for a second. You know Don, you know Don at Big Tolic? Pardon? The, do you know Don at Big Tolic? Because you came around about the same time that we were, that we interviewed her, um, and she said she worked down in the mines as well. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I didn't. I didn't work with her. Um, I've I've really been on my own. Uh, from the beginning, really, I mean, when I started at Pillar uh, uh, many years ago, uh, like I said, I just wanted to be in the coal mine, and, and uh, we had some family junk going on at the time, and uh, steel mills would shut down, and I was used to working shutdown work at paper mills and doing pipe fitting and that kind of thing, and shutdown work is, uh, it's like uh, there's a mill that needs uh, revamped you know, the plumbing or, or, uh, uh, a lot of the machinery has to change out. So I was doing that for uh, a few years, uh, working on the road. And then, so at pillar, we had to work on the road. So we had to go into the coal mines and it's, it's fire suppression, um, on, on another level. It's really odd. Uh, and, and I'm only realizing that now, even talking with y'all, cause I don't know anything else, you know, uh, <laughs> in the coal mine and uh you know i work for a big company uh Beitzel corporation is the is the parent company of pillar innovations and pillar what we do is uh support the uh support the energy industry so we do fire suppression on battery barns windmills uh you know the windmills got battery barns on top of a mountain and it was, it's just always, it's always me. I, sometimes I'll, I'll get another, uh, I'll, I'll get another heavy, another, another, uh, journeyman like myself and we'll go out there and, and we, we fan test the battery barns 
Uh, we use clean agent uh, uh, in those battery barns. And it just, there's so much, so much in, involved in uh, fire protection in all kind of different ways. Like you do fan testing on, you put a, uh, you put the, the, uh, the containers, they're like the containers you see on the, on the ships that, that come, you know, them steel containers, everybody's making <clears throat> Oh, Connex, big Connex box? Yeah, big Connex boxes, right? And they're populated with lithium-ion batteries. Uh, so when you go in the little door, uh, there's rows of batteries on your left, and then you go down and it zig and zag through there, and then there's these little lithium-ion batteries that when the windmill generates power, it feeds those batteries. So it's not directly connected to the grid. And when you get up on top of a mountain, uh, there's just, they leveled the top of the mountain and there's maybe a, a 30, 40, a hundred of these, uh, Connex boxes filled with batteries. And we have to go through there over a week or so. Sometimes it takes a little longer and you got to fan test them. You got to check them for leaks. Uh, you can't have, when you're using clean agent, you can't have any kind of leaks. And what you find is when they, they'll cut the holes for the, like the conduit, to, uh, to the pan. <clears throat> they'll cut it with a torch and, it, and it's never good so uh it's not a good seal around uh your two inch conduit coming up through the steel so are you putting so, sprinklers in these boxes no it's clean agent i don't think it's any any uh oh clean engine yeah you said that the clean agent stuff is for the windmills and electronics and uh we even did like in uh uh up in grantsville maryland at the wisp uh ski resort they have these huge pumps that uh that pump the snow uh, that pump the fluid up the up the mountain and they're enormous and they take a lot of power anywhere there's a lot of power that's the same as a coal mine uh which the coal mine was uh my meat and potatoes that's what i that's what takes up most of the time is but the strange thing about coal mine business man is it's the same as working shutdown they only close the mine from midnight Saturday night to uh, midnight Sunday. So you only have 24 hours to do any anything uh, in the coal mine. They will not shut the belt down, even if you're on it. Come, comes midnight at Sunday, midnight, they will turn that belt on and they'll throw coal on you if you ain't out of there. Uh, so you, you and your crew, you only have 24 hours to run all your sprinklers, uh, put up and it's all we have to uh, at the factory in Grantsville. You have to preassemble a lot of the brackets to go on the belt because the the uh, the belt the or sprinkler heads they cover the the motors that turn the belt, and they're huge motors. I mean they're huge. They're big as an RV. I mean they're some of them motors is is uh, you know uh, just enormous. And the power center's got to have <clears throat> the power turns all this. Is a giant uh, power center transformer that is in the crosscut, <laughs> and it's uh, those need uh, the power centers need covered, and also the uh, the belt within uh, you know 300 feet of the motors and the bearings. So wherever you have uh, the motors turning the belt, uh, and the rollers will get hot and they catch on fire, and there's other aspects to it also, not just running your sprinklers, supplied in your sprinklers, but there's an FDC connection at every other crosscut, uh, which is 160 feet through the coal mine, and sometimes oh, they go for mine. So you got to tap <clears throat> in a connection uh, at all those. So you got to lock and tag out your valves. You got to shut the water down, and you cannot shut the water down because if you shut the water down, you can't mine coal. You can't mine coal without water. Because the actual miner so is the water coming from? Are you bringing it at the top and then coming down? Uh oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the main water comes from a reservoir up top, but uh on the top side. And it comes down usually on a twelve or sixteen inch aluminum uh piping and how far uh, down? They're grooved. How far oh, down is it going? Fifteen hundred. 1500 2500 so what kind of pressure like do you that. what kind of pressure do you have on a pipe like that that ha that's going way down 1500 1800 uh psi what and the volume is yes sir 
That's why your valves have to be all locked and tagged out. Uh, you got you got to lock and tag it. It's it's really dangerous. Uh, when you're now, once you, you we got these giant uh, <laughs> pressure reducing valves. The PRVs in there are the size of a Volkswagen motor, and they're they're like a uh, they reduce them down from an eight inch. Uh, you reduce it down to to your two inch uh, Vic uh, groove pipe, a steel groove pipe, and you come out of the PRV and it reduces it to two hundred psi. That's what your that's what your fire so suppression. This is like your master case relief valve that the water is coming into. And then it's reducing it to very high uh, pressure down to like what about 175, the typical say yeah, 175, 200 uh, max. You know, it's, it's same right. as same as in, in, in a warehouse or in a hospital, in a hotel. You you, you got to have that uh, 200 psi rating, you know. But right. those you can't, it, it, it those uh, pressure reducing valves, you have to reduce the pressure in there off of the main water line so you can work with it you can't you can't you can't work Absolutely. with it it's pressure uh and it's crazy uh and that water has to travel con continuous all the way to the face of the mine where they're mining because that's part of the fire suppression also they have these uh the the miner has, has got a big roller teeth on them some of them like a long waller it's got it works like a printer and it goes back and forth, and it's got these big cutters on it. But as it's cutting through the rock and you're getting the coal out, uh, you're going to hit pockets of methane. And uh, all all mines are gassy mines. So there's always a prospect. But the water coming out of those heads has to stay flowing because it puts the fires out, extinguishes the, it's the fire as you're mining coal. So there's not a, a huge explosion. You can't have a bunch of methane building up and then ignite it with the with the cutting heads, with the carbide heads. So uh, you have to keep that water pumping to the to the face. And then you use it for other things on the way down. Even, uh, dude, it's really complicated, brother. Look, so this look. water, so let me, I just got a question. So you're saying oh, yeah. you have water flowing at all times on the cutting head. So yeah. typically, as we know, the fire sprinkler line is a static line. It's not movement. It's, it's there if it's needed. Are, are, is this water that's flowing, are you talking about a separate independent line? Like, let's yeah. say, a domestic line, and then the fire line is static, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah, once it okay. comes to uh, pressure reducing valve and gets it to 200 PSI, you have your check valves. You have uh, flow, uh, you have your flow switches. All that is rigged up right there uh, at the crosscut where the the PRV is, and then you could you pipe it from that valve to your overhead, and that, that's what I started out as a, a seismic hanger. That's what we do uh, is you got a roof, you got to bolt your head, your heads, uh, you got to hang your heads on roof bolts now there's roof bolts every four four feet and you you're welcome to to uh to put your your uh, all thread and and hang your pipe on those roof bolts but sometimes you just can't get it you know you got to have them spaced so far apart you know they all got to be four feet apart while you're above the, the belt right there so sometimes you you hit a spot where there's no roof bolts so that's what you got to do you take your hammer drill and you got some epoxy and you uh, roof bolt it in the, uh, an eye bolt uh and Whoa. we got uh that's so cool. so how, now when you go in there how wide are these openings at all times they're eight, eight well the the uh uh they're 40 feet in the travel ways and there's 80 feet uh pillars so every 80 feet, you have a travel way or uh, air, and that's part of your air, which is another more uh, fire suppression, is your uh, air control plan. You, they have a giant fan up top side. That, I mean, I'm talking about a giant fan now, it's three stories high, that blows air through, and you got to have like 900 CFM at the face. So you got your little 
uh, meter and you go out there and you got to check, make sure you, and what you do is you brattice those off. You got these, these curtains that go between the cross cuts that will guide the, the air to make sure you can get that air volume all the way through the mine and back. And, uh, that, that helps evacuate any gas, uh, that might build up. Um, but there is times where you'll be on the belt and you'll be, cause you got to cover the bearings at the belt. And there's one place that's on that belt. That's, that's kind of enclosed. It's got steel all welded together above the bearings right there where the, where the main bearing goes on the drive belt. And I stuck my head up in there one time and I was trying to screw my head in. Uh, I was trying to screw, uh, get everything screwed together. And I, I got real confused and I, I didn't understand what was happening. Why? I couldn't start the threads and then uh I came down out and I went to my knees I was like what the hell just happened well the methane could build up in little pockets and if you, you got to watch mm -hmm. you got a gas detector right. that you can up in there um keep the gas the gas um like checker you keep it on your shoulder or no no there's like usually <laughs> they're hard to come by especially in the coal mine because they're all beat up and and uh your mind uh your section boss usually got one and we we've taken them we've had one that the, the, the company supplied us but uh for the most part uh we don't so do it one, like, like we probably are you on your mic or are you on your it sounds like you're on your laptop mic and not like your regular mic you got you got a little you echo you're, you're you're on your laptop mic and not your regular mic probably right both let me see it sounds like you're coming from your laptop. Um, Paul, you got some goats in the background? Dude. You got goats in the background right now, I don't now, even Paul? understand. I hear goats, bro. No, they're not. What is it? All right. Uh, How about now? Does yeah, it sound better? There you go. Now I like it. All right. Good. 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 Hold on. What about so, the goat? What about so, the goats, Paul? Man, this is, this is crazy, y'all. Look here. Uh, I, uh, you know, I. <laughs> I work road, right? And a lot of times I do flow testing, like uh, for municipalities and and things like that. So I go do travel around. I do like flow testing of, of hydrants and and all that kind of junk because it's pretty gravy. And uh, I, I could be by myself, and I'm I'm getting old. And uh, uh, but anyhow, um, I'm out here. I, I bought years ago. I bought a piece of land out here in the national forest, and in in, in uh, the Nantahala National Forest, and I come back and forth from here, and that's where I'm sitting right now, y'all. I got a camp right here with bears. Now, bears. Look. Oh, you're in the woods. Oh yeah, that's I see a flashlight, bro. But what kind of animals do I hear right now? I hear something behind you. Yeah, huh? those are uh, Katie Dick and. Uh... But he's just out in the woods. Oh, it's the bugs. Yeah. I'm deep up in the mountains. Yeah. got bugs that sound like goats. That's cool. <laughs> I get I get what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, they're really loud. My wife and I My wife and I plus I got you propped up on my hoe right here, so uh uh, yeah, I got a nice background. It'll catch the mic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. So you, you, you know, all kind of stuff. But uh, oh yeah, don't be surprised at all. You'd be like Schumann. There's a bear right there because they they come and visit quite often. Uh, especially if my wife makes a, like a pizza or uh, some popcorn or something. <laughs> um, I told what kind of bear though? Like a grizzly? A brown bear? Bear, son, six hundred pounders. I got oh, one. You of say brown bear? Here. No, black bear. Dude. Yeah, I mean, black bear. A black bear. Okay. Yeah, damn. Now, black bears are not a big deal, but I mean, you're up there, so I mean, y'all have brown bears too, right? They'll peel the doors off of your car. Yeah, Ooh. my wife. We was out here. She work one morning. There was a big giant went out here, and uh, she's like, "Man, I got to leave for work." And I said, "Well, mash, mash the lock and unlock the light flash on your on your car." So she mashed it and it didn't really phase it. So I said, "All right, hit that panic button, see what happens." She hit that panic button, bro. This somebody stood up like eight feet high in front of my wife's car and was looking at it. And I told her, "Stop, stop, stop!" It looked like it wanted to tear her car to pieces. 
Now these things are they're oh, huge. <laughs> yeah. Mountain man I Paul. In, I live in a bear sanctuary. It's, uh I and this is no shit, man. I live in a bear sanctuary. I stay in a bear sanctuary. Uh it's called the Why a Bear Sanctuary. Look it looking up, around. <laughs> he's scared this gonna yeah. be <laughs> is there a bear? We're over here. Hey, me and Bobby are over here in our in our little like like yeah, right. cubby areas and inside and you're over there might get eaten by a bear like i got your six paul i got your six Nick for life yeah just it's dark back here but... so there's one we'll so there's one there's one 1500 psi line that goes down uh, oh, sometimes over a thousand feet and that's giving you uh water to keep the dust and the cooling down and also fire protection right Yes, 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 yes. That's uh, a lot of pressure in that bad boy. How do you get down there in the morning? No, dude, that's another, that's a whole thing, bro. I'll All tell right, you what, let you, us have it. How do you do it? This, this is how my day goes. You show, <laughs> you show up, you show up with all your rig, your tools. What time, are you, what time are you getting us? What time are you getting there? Like 5 oh, a.m.? 10.45, get checked in, and then everybody got to go through, uh, your mind safety class real quick uh and and see with in my situation i work in all the coal mines dude wherever they're making coal that's where i gotta go so from michigan to new mexico to to uh, west virginia kentucky uh, pennsylvania wherever there's coal coming out the ground that's where i go because that's and see what they do is they they pre-build all these systems and they ship them out so it could be six eight months a year before I get back to around to where the my materials are. So they'll deliver the materials from Grantsville, Maryland to say Benwood, West Virginia, at the at the slope where they where they could take supplies in the mine. Then it'll sit down there in the yard by the river for like three months. And then they'll call you one day and be like, we finally we got this we got your PRV down there uh and it's ready to be installed. So they have to deliver this giant thing on the railroad tracks down through there. But like some of it, like Benwood, and brother, let me tell you something, man. I work with some of these old cats that's, that's like on their way out of the coal mine. It's in their 70s, man. They're trying to get retired. And uh, that's who escorts me around the mine because I'm always by myself mostly. Um, and you meet some of the coolest old cats, man. I mean, I met this dude like this one I'm talking about in Benwood. So Benwood, West Virginia is over there on the Ohio line and uh, by Wheeling, West Virginia and the Grand Ole Opry down there. So I go, I go down to the yard and I meet the guy down there, my escort, and we get on a man trip and we go in this old, it's like a cave, man. It's like all old wood timbers holding it up. Uh, the old part of the mines is what happens is once they mine so far in, then they got to put a new slope in miles down the road because it doesn't be, it's not cost efficient for to move people and materials so far from the, the source of the coal. So, but right. this particular mine I went into, uh, we rode in and we rode for an hour, bro. And then he taps on the top of the man trip and these old man trips are like trolleys that they run on DC 500 volts, DC. Uh, and it just got a little spring thing. So every once in a while it'll fly off and then you got to stop. And so you're sitting like, you're sitting exposed to the cave and you're going down, oh, a, yeah. you're going oh. down a, a slight, a this, slight incline. This also sounds like, like all the old black and white pictures I would see. And then any of the kind of like video or, or pictures of how it was like always you're in a trolley, all this like old technology, old ways of de- doing this. You're saying it's the same. Like there's no real like advancements. Some of the newer mines out west, like especially like Michigan and uh, some of the bigger mines, they got they got man trips that are uh, ram 1500s, and you could tow a wagon, tow all your all your gear on a on a on a trailer, and you pull up to the to the big hatch. And you ring the bell almost like you're at the drive-thru. And then you tell them you're coming down, uh, you know, pillar, you know, your man trip number, coming down the slope. And then they get, they'll they give you the green light. You go through the big double doors and you go down and you drive this thing, dude. It's just like a, a Ram 1500. 
How long is the uh, drive? You, How long is the drive down the slope? You, you, to go down the slope, like in uh, the one I'm talking about with the with the uh, Ram 1500s, uh, it's a huge mine. It's a double decker mine. So you'll go down. You, there's mines on top of mines. So you go down 1200 feet. There's a mine. Go down another 900 feet. There's another mine. So there's double decker coal. There's machinery and people and everything going on in under the earth in two layers. There's one coal mine on top of another one. They're vast, huge coal mines. But you ride down there and you ride down the slope and, and then you'll get down to a switchback and it's it's probably maybe 30 degree angle, something like that. And you ride down through there uh, bug. and hit, you'll hit a little flat spot and then you, you'll switch back and then you'll go down another 1,500 feet. So, you know, you, you could be, you know, uh, 2,200 feet deep uh, in the earth. So that's a half an uh, hour. Uh, that's an hour. That's easy. Huh? Easy hour to get down there, and then, but see the the the, wow. the, the real that that's a good that's a good day. Over here in Kentucky and West Virginia, where I where I do most of my work, Hazard, Kentucky, and all down in there, uh, that's where they had the Hatfields and McCoys. I mean, it, they got a big celebration. So if you ever had to work on there, and they got bed bugs and. And all that stuff, just like you'd expect a bunch of hillbillies uh, living out here. But uh, <laughs> these mines are really uh, old, man. And there's still mom-and-pop mines. Just like you got a mom-and-pop 7-Eleven up in Boston. They got mom-and-pop. Mom-and-pop owned the coal mine. And there's about 20 guys working there. But they need fire suppression just like everybody else. Where do you poop? And, uh, Where do you poop when you're down there? Uh, well, you mostly don't. Uh you get bow trained. Uh, you just learn not to eat so much. Uh, you don't want to. You can't. So there's no. There's no bathroom in the mine. No, 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 no. Sometimes if if you got a mine that has some of them do. They some of them got a portal it. But who the hell wants to ride, go down there? You ain't got to ride. Once once you get down there, your ride leaves you. So you're on your own, man. You're on your own. They can't just park oh. this thing. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot my tape in the truck. Nope, there ain't none of that shit. No, sir. <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta go grab my. Wow. I gotta so, grab my. Like, if you do have to go, to, if you do have to go to the restroom, that yeah, truck, go. your ride is an hour up. So it's a, it's a two hour trip. You gotta hold that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Pretty much. All right, no pooping in the mine. And you said so. You said you start at ten forty five. You gotta go, buddy. You gotta go. You know, sometimes you just lean against the the the, the ribs and uh, let it turn it loose because there's nothing you can do. Kick some. <laughs> Kick some coal dust on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I fucking love it. I love this oh. guy. It is a different planet. Things happen wow. down there. People get hurt all the time. Uh, and it's a very dangerous place to be. But that's why it's important to mind your safety. You, that's that's one of the biggest things. See, my company, they've been uh, six years with no lost time injuries. And... We got over 600 employees. Um, They're doing so, good. They're doing good then. Yeah, that's but, really good. Look here, if you if you you got one 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 person gets hurt, uh, and it what it does is it knocks down your your uh, safety rating. So when you go to bid a job for Console Energy or Halliburton or something like that, if that number now it's a big giant number. It's a big number. It's got maybe uh, maybe a series of 20-some numbers in it. And any one of those numbers ain't right. You can't even bid the job. So you're putting a lot of people out of work mm. in your company. If you're not working safe, if you if you hurt your fingers or something because you weren't wearing your metatarsal protection, uh, you can cause a lot of people not to be employed. So, And what they do is what Pillar does, my company, what they do is they pay you to be safe. So... Uh, every, every, you could count every, every paycheck, you're going to get 70 bucks, uh, for being safe. And now you, but what that, that's real clever because, uh, I see the boy over there cut, at the bandsaw, uh, cutting pipe and he's not got his, uh, safety goggles on, uh, mm-hmm. or not doing something right, but it's on. I'm out there because we, we even got safety analysts that creep around all the time with a clipboard and they'll find you for not clicking. You get click it or ticket. If you get on the forklift and move it, uh, you've got to put your seatbelt on and all that kind of junk. And we so got a safety. There's forklifts down there. No, no, not not in the mine. I'm saying up 
up top, you know, anything, anything having to do with oh, company. Okay. When you're on company okay. time, you have to be absolutely safe because you, you, you and, and then, you know, they pay you plus they, you would be shamed of, of yourself if you got yourself hurt. Uh, and that's the mentality in a coal mine. If you get hurt at work, it's your fault. You did it. You were working unsafe. If you get killed, they don't mind calling your family and telling them you you got killed because you weren't working safe. You got to be and, safe. Mm. Be safe down there in the mines. Absolutely. Yo, what up, T? So how's the oxygen down there? So you get down there, oh, you're an hour down. Well, they got, like I said, they got an air, air control plan that, uh, that brings the fresh air from the surface down. But if the, if they got a service, the, the fan, dude, it's a terrible mess. You got to shut down, get all your shit back together. They got to get back. And it takes hours to get out of the mine. It takes hours to get in there. Can you walk so, out? Or can you walk out of that thing? Oh, I've had to walk out one time. And I'm, I'm a pretty big mountain dude. And I got some calves on me, right? Like genetic calves, these big calves. <laughs> and I, the greatest thing ever, I work with these young boys, uh, Mennonites, right? I don't know if you know anything about a Mennonite, but they're Amish that use computers and stuff. They're they're like Amish engineers. That's why you won't find nothing much on. I can guarantee right now there ain't nobody on this podcast from No Pillar or Bicycle Corporation because we just don't do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's all right. business with these people. And, and it's crazy because we got a big lab over there in Grantsville, and we test stuff. There. They they built the first the first artificial coal mine. So they simulate the, 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 the environment of a coal mine. And so DeWalt wants to uh, test their impact in a coal mine, but you can't just leave it laying in a coal mine. So that's what my company does is they'll test. Uh, they got, they test products and things uh, in, in a coal mine without having to be in a coal mine. This is all right there in Grantsville, Maryland. Um, and it's, it's on site right there. And like they got, they have, we, we do, uh, not me, but they do, uh, they got fiber, um, uh, and communications. Everything's got to be intrinsic safe, the little, the communication boxes for the coal mines and not just coal mines, but gas rigs. Uh, and you know, uh, you do get called out to do put lightning rods on a friggin' on a gas drill site. That's fire oh. protection. Yes, sir. Really? You know your lightning rod protection. Oh, yeah, man, there's so much stuff. There's a man caught. They could put a well pad in five years ago. They have to still I got to go out there and, and biannually check their, your fire extinguisher, the fire extinguisher there. There's all kind of fire protection junk. It's a lifetime job, even if not one drop of gas comes out of that thing. Even a coal mine is the same way. It has to be inspected, even though the coal mine is shut down. Uh, they're inspected forever. They're never closed ever. They don't, they quit bringing coal out, but, uh, the MSHA inspector has to go down there once a year and w crawl back through all that stuff. And it's pretty crazy, dude. It's, it's such an, I, you know, I was a Marine and I thought I was a badass till I went to work in a coal mine. And I'm telling you right now, that's the hardest shit I've ever done in my life ever. Ever. It's what well, it makes it hard. hard. So, so we're, we're very ignorant to this whole everything. Like, what's the hard, hard spot? Uh, well, working on your knees on that big giant belt, uh, uh putting your heads in and all that, putting your brackets up because see, our heads come on brackets. The heads aren't on there, but we got a big giant bracket, uh, a steel bracket that's painted red so we can charge more. And then, uh, it's got a, a, a big J bolt that mounts it to the steel structure of the belt that carries the coal. And that's what covers the, the belt right there. And the heads are maybe uh, four feet, five feet above you. Too low to stand up and too high to kneel down. So uh, you got you got knee pads on and the belt's like a V-shape. So oh. dude, you fight all night to stay up on top of that bullshit. Uh, and then a lot of times, and like I said, you only have from Saturday midnight to Sunday midnight. So see you go down in there. Uh, it's just wrenches and, and grooving and, and all that going on. And like I said, everything's already delivered there. I don't have to carry no materials. The only thing I got to carry is my, it, I, I carry my uh, rigid 300 uh, threader and groover 
in case we need to make nipples, it's always inevitable. You want to make a nipple. Don't go down there and not be able to make a nipple, you know. Um, and uh, your groover, all the all the pipe is two-inch groove uh, and big collet because you got your impact. And so you got two bags of tools and your, your, your tripod, your threader, all that. And so you better be a hoss, son, um, you know. So you can uh, so you can was, use you can use your power tools down there. Yes, yes, you got oh, power. Okay, so can you take videos down there? No, 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 no. Why? No, no videos. It's it's illegal. It's a fire hazard. Your phone's a battery in it. Uh, no, but there's batteries in your tools that you're bringing down there. Yes, there is. But there's brushes uh, in that machine that are making sparks every time you hit the pedal. Yes, sir. But my phone's not going to cause a fire. Let's take some selfie videos down there, Paul. Come on. No, no, you, 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 you do something like that, and it's over. So really? It's over. Don't about going back to work in a coal mine again. Just from one uh -huh. one from one video. One, oh yeah, one video. The only videos you're gonna see in a coal mine is like where the news crew makes an appointment and they got to go down there, and they they're not actually mining when they do that. They just shut the shit down, and it's kind of acting. Uh, uh, that's done during shutdown. Uh, because it is, uh, and if you're trying to video something, you're not being safe. Right? So, so is it a secrecy thing? Do they not want you to know the mine secrets, or they really think the phone's going to cause a fire? Well, I think it's more like uh, they don't want us to know about what's going on down there. Maybe we all want to try to do it. Well, yeah, it's yeah, like paradise down there, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, it's beautiful down there. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not really sure, but you just do what the hell they tell you to do, and you, the last thing you want to do is violate some kind of uh, rules, regulations. Where, because my company depends on me to be out there representing, and if I do something retarded uh, while I'm out there, uh, it could affect my whole company. So right. that's the last. So we leave. Do. So we leave the phone on the surface. Leave the phone on the surface. Uh, you can bring your chewing tobacco. Uh, you going to bed? Pretty much, that's all you can tote. You, you don't, you, you can't even tote nothing else. I mean, damn, just right. to bring your dinner, pain in the ass. That's one more thing. But when you hit, but so when you hit that impact gun, isn't it making sparks? No, no. Come on. No, there, there ain't no. So, uh, um, besides that, it's not your. Pardon? Are you working like the whole twenty-four hours? So. Saturday to Sunday, midnight to midnight, or you come back up? There's a coal mine, brother, seeing blue elephants in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? So they have drivers for us. Uh, yeah, dude. You, you've been working so long, you're just hallucinating. It's, it, it, it's you're working. You're saying you're working 24 hours, right? Yeah. To, well, not you hope not, but you better be done within 24 hours. We've been down to the, to the wire. Where the top's calling down and say, are y'all done? Everybody's got to be off the belt. Everybody's got to be clear when they start that belt up. And they'll tell you that, that, that if you're on that belt when it come midnight uh, Sunday, son, you're you're going to be burned up in the coal plant, because, in, the, in the power plant, because they don't stop mining coal for, for nothing that's not inside of that 24 hours. Now, they lose, they'll tell you they lose $8,000 a second, every second that they're not moving coal. Every second that that belts down, so you don't want to be responsible for that neither. Eight thousand uh, a second—that's a good number. Yeah, dude, it, 8, it's a lot higher than that. A but second, bringing out hundreds a of, second. you know, millions of tons. And you guys are following NFPA one twenty. Yes. Yeah. For the most which part, it doesn't supersede anything. What it is just guidelines. You know, I mean. You, uh, and a lot of the things that we do are, uh, that's why we're, uh, innovations because we're on the forefront of the, the technology and the, the materials to accomplish what we need to do in, in a timely manner. So that's why we're so popular in the, in the coal business, uh, is because we got no shutdown time. You know, it's like we could get you back up and running with your sprinkler, with your fire protection and everything. Uh, because we're we're all well trained, and while you're not in the coal mine, you're in school taking classes, Tyco classes. You're rebuilding uh, pressure reducing valves, or 
or taking uh, Victolic school or it's always something. And then see, they, they, what they do, they, I, like I got a CDL because I got my trucks over 13,000 pounds. So whenever you, you got to go through the, uh, the way stations and, and so you're constantly representing. So what they do is because I work 21 hours straight, I can't drive my truck. So they have to provide me with a driver. If I work so many hours on, you know, where I'm not driving. So you got a log book that you fill out and that's how you decide how, how you can know when you can work and when you can't. So your schedule is pretty much made around uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday evening schedule. And then when I go on Monday, I'll come back and I make my reports and I turn in uh, the paperwork and all that kind of junk. Uh, and they just want to know how everything went and all that kind of thing. And, and, uh, and then through the week, you're just, uh, you're building because they build, uh, rescuers, uh, the refuge chambers that go in the coal mine. Uh, they build them right there in Grantsville, Maryland. It, they'll, they'll have, uh, they can accommodate 10 people for 30 days and they're stocked with oxygen and water. And once you seal up in that, it's over. Cause if, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a situation, uh, where you have to take refuge in this thing, uh, you got to expect there's food and water enough to, to last you a while. Uh, and What's those a while? things like, what is like, let's say code. If you have to survive, like what do they have to provide? There ain't no code for surviving brother. <laughs> you better hang on. So what'd you say? No. Ten, you said 10 days about. Yeah. 30 days for 10 men. Oh, 30 uh, days for water. Huh. Something like that. Where's know. the water coming uh, from? Little packages like space water, like you'd find on the space shuttle. They're little oh, bags. Wow. There's a little safety hut that they bring down there, Brian. He could survive in there for 30 days if you had to. It's all right. Lay down. And you could try one. We had to spend a night in one over there at the lab. Uh, they, they got one over there that you can spend a night in. Uh, it's pretty intense because it's only, it's only maybe like sitting under your kitchen table. Uh, and there's no. You what about light? Like if if it, something happens, you oh, can lose a... light and then you're screwed. No, oh, dude. It, yeah, that's that's basically how it goes. I mean, there's been uh, in my day, it, uh, in my day since I've been there, we had the Upper Big Branch disaster, where uh, methane inundated the mine and it killed 29 miners and collapsed a bunch more. But uh, they're they're amazing. The the fire rescue, uh, mine mine rescue people. These dudes, these cats are unbelievable. They're, they're, they're like, they're, they're like paramilitary men and they'll drill a hole, dude, and they can know where you're at. Now you got trackers on your, on your hard hat so they can know who's out there. It's like a big bingo screen. When you step out, when you go in the mine, you, you, you got to look up there and see if your numbers lit up on your, on your, uh, it's see if your name's up there, just like at the airport or something, uh, because your tracker's got your name with it and it's just a little tiny tracker and it goes on your, on your hard hat. And they could kind of know what area you're in. But in some situations up in PA, they had one flood and the men were trapped up in the upper part of a branch of the coal mine. And they drilled a hole down through this cow pasture up above like 800 feet or whatever. And then a two inch hole and they rung it, buddy. They, they nailed them. They were right there in that air pocket and they sent, uh, they sent a note up. And it said, send chewing tobacco. They <laughs> <laughs> said, please just send us some chewing tobacco, please. And then they stand up, they send up letters. You write letters to your people in case you don't make it out. And then, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty dangerous junk, you know. And I was in there when the, when the Super Bowl was shut down, the power went out. Uh, I don't even know what it was like, uh, down in Louisiana or something, uh, during the Super Bowl at halftime the power went out and uh that's what we do as coal miners is keep the lights on for america uh, because wow, right so when the power went out i get out off work that night and i come back up and i was getting in my in my truck uh or i got back to the hotel and everybody was wanting their money back you know because the power went out and they got ripped off and i was, I was like man People just don't appreciate. If you only knew, if you only knew, you're right. If you only knew what, like, what you just went through to keep the lights on, people don't appreciate. It. People don't understand. 
Yeah, don't understand. It's the same thing with like building managers or owners or anything like not not taking fire protection seriously. Exactly. Yeah, you have to force people to be safe. Unfortunately, if you want results from people, even your employees or people around you, you got to press people to do better. I mean, you, you you can't get wine from a grape if you don't press it. You know, you can't get you can't get the wrinkles out of your shirt if you don't press it. You can't get results from people if you unless you press them. You know, you got to press them to do the right thing because if if they're going to make a decision, they're going to make the wrong one. I guarantee it every time. So people need guidance. They don't, and they need understanding. Uh, you know, the fire protection business is not just about uh, coal or apartments or hospitals. It's about everything. I mean, fire is. Fire are the two most destructive forces on this planet, and they can they can, they kill people all the time and uh, destroy property. And but you have to you have to keep up with all this and always keep in your mind you got to be safe at all times yourself because again uh, we don't want no, nobody to get hurt. Especially uh, we need all the sprinkler fitters we can get, and the last thing we need is somebody get injured and have to go on disability or something like that because they hurt their neck or their back or something. They weren't working safe. They weren't 100% tied off. Uh, and that's where the rules get really strict in the coal mines. Because, dude, this 100% tie-off junk, even if you go above the third rung on a ladder, uh, you have to be tied off 100%, which means you got, got one you, lanyard. Sorry. And then once you move up, you got to clip another lanyard on uh, before you can move to the next level. Uh, so you got to be wow. 100% tied on the belt. And it's aggravating wearing all that gear. You're like you're dressed out like you're going to the freaking moon because uh, you got your life rescuer behind you, uh, your little thing, that, and just in case you get trapped up, you can it give you 30 minutes of breathing time. Uh, you got your uh, I got canteens, your mind belt, your coveralls. You got to have long sleeves, gloves, eye protection, your hard hat, dude. That's telling you, it's just like being an astronaut and work. But Man, that is. Air- that's man work or woman work if you're done, you know. Uh, but that's like that's freaking that's hard work, man. We get what's the temperature like? What's the temperature like down in there? The, the earth is so hot. Uh, it does get really hot uh, sometimes, but then it, it depends on where you're at too. Uh, it does get cold, but for the most part, it's really hot and muggy. And you got all these mud pumps that work off of air. Uh, that's pumping mud and water, and and I had to walk out of slope one time. I I forgot that, and I worked with these Mennonite boys. Well, they're they're good, strong farm kids, you know, and uh, they're real dedicated to their job. And I'm walking out there, and we had to walk out the slope. We had to evacuate, whether it was a drill or whether it was whatever. Anything can happen. So they set off the the alarms to evacuate. So I didn't want to leave my tool bags. I'm like, man, I'm not leaving my wrench down there. I don't know if I'll ever be back. It ain't like I work here. You know, once I come out of there, it's hard for me to get back. So you might lose my tools. Well, I tried dragging my tool bag up there. And, boys, I'm going to tell you something. When you when you look up there and it's 1,500 feet, it's like a quarter mile. And, it, and it's, a, it's an opening the size of a garage door, a single garage door. And that's what they call the slope. And a lot of times it's an old slope where the mine first started back in the 40s. They'll convert that to an evacu- to an evacuation slope. But yeah, I had to go up there, and I got these big mine boots on up to my knees. And uh, boys, I got halfway up there, and I, I couldn't I couldn't move my legs, my my calves. I got these big Appalachian uh, uh, hillbilly calves, and they were splitting out. <laughs> Not where I could, boy, I was cramping up. I couldn't even move my legs, and that boy got behind me. One of them, he, 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 dude, he got behind me. He grabbed my mind belt, and he leaned into my big ass. He said, just go, Schumann. And I was like, come on, man. Just go without me. He said, I'm not leaving you, man. He got down in the small oh, my back. And I'll tell you, by the time I got to the top, I did. I felt guilty as hell, but I felt myself just easing off and letting him push me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so tough, man. It's so tough, but I'm I'm old, so now I'm just laid back. I I, I don't do too much of that shit no more, like the the hanging of the things and all that stuff. I I do my flow testing uh, with the fire marshal, and I, he could dig through my burlap sack and and find a couple of pebbles or something like that. And it's like, man, I could kill a whole day with that. You know what I'm saying? 
And uh, but sometimes you get into things like I did one. It was a, a huge. Uh, anytime you're around uh, uh, wood cabinet factories or or even lumber yards, uh, you got a giant fire pump. But they got for the insurance purposes, you got to have them flow tested. You got to flow test your your hydrants. And some of these hydrants are are 1500 psi, dude, and it rocks the world. Them light blue ones. Have you ever seen hundred? Yeah, blue, yeah, blue hydrants are fifteen hundreds. Yes, I want to flow that so bad. You hear me? I don't know if you've ever got to flow one of these things, but I flowed two of them, and I'm going to tell you I about pee my pants. You get that thing wide open, and it dude, you take an hour to open it, right? Because it goes forty miles up to under the town of of uh, you know the college town. Of, uh, it'll go up up under. Uh, Statesville, Pennsylvania. It this main water main that's feeding this hydrant way down there, forty miles from there. They're pumping water. If something goes wrong, you, there's no getting it back, dude. There's no changing nothing. It could kill you. Well, I was out there flowing this thing and and see all the all the county commissioners come out. You'll see a bunch of people with suits on out there to observe my the flow of the thing. And uh, I asked the guy, I was like, what are, what are those people? He said, they're they trying to get their hours. They have to observe, like the guys that work at the water plants and the treatment plants. And all that. They have to get their hours in. So they have to witness a 1500 being, being uh, flow tested. Oh. So you get out there and you open this thing and it takes you 30 minutes. You got to go real slow because you can't let it hammer. If you let it hammer, especially shutting it off, it can explode the street down in, in Morgantown, West Virginia. Just Holy blow the whole shit. That's freaking crazy. It'll hydraulic and it'll hammer and it'll just explode in the street. There's there's videos of it happening. So have you ever uh, seen a big flood? What, what you got any flood stories? Well, my only good flood story was was my bank story where I was under inspection. The fire marshal was there. My boss man was there. The bank people was there. I mean, it was uh -oh. a pretty big. And, uh, we had scaffold up and we got got all our uh, sprinklers roughed in. And it was it was aired up. We we put 100 psi water, 100 psi air on it. Uh, so we got the 200 psi sitting on it, and everything was going good. And then uh, the one uh, dude, and of course the fire marshal's right there. And and and, it, and it's not like getting getting a little house inspected downtown. This is a big to do. I mean, you go inspecting uh, stuff like this, commercial, industrial stuff. And the fire marshal, he's a busy dude, you know, and I didn't even know this, but he sits out at the way station. He checks for dynamite. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy does all kind of stuff and we're super busy. So to try to schedule him in there to witness your flow test, because uh, you flow test it right out, uh, right under your clapper valve on your main coming in. And you have to make sure there's no rocks in it. So you, you bag it. You got to run it through a, a burlap sack. But I was up there, and the dude's like, is that a leak over there? And I seen, I looked over on the floor, and I seen a, a drip of water hit. And I looked up there. Now, it's probably about 30 feet up in the air. It's got scaffold built that we had built the scaffold. And so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get it. I just need to touch it. I, I think I see it sitting on that thing. I, I didn't want to fail, and I didn't want I didn't want to have to reschedule another thing just from a little tiny leak, you know. But it was not 100%, and it was, it was dripping. It was real slow, but... It was only a thimbleful on the ground. I, I I jumped up there. I wasn't tied off. I wasn't minding my safety stuff. And I was in front of my boss and the fire. Everybody was out there. And I just scurried up that that uh, that scaffold. And I ran out there and I had my impact with my with my driver on it. And I reached up there. And I thought I could just tighten it, just a couple of clicks, you know, just because I was like, maybe I just didn't tighten it enough. Right, but I did right. kind of look at the threads. I'm like looking at the threads, and I'm like, on that two-inch Vic, I'm like, it, it kind of looked like it could go down a little more, you know? So, I, dude, I pulled that trigger, and it just clicked one time, and the whole thing exploded. Boom! Whoa. And the coupling blew apart, two-inch, man. Of course, we just had it. We didn't have, we just had pressure on it in, in the water. So, I mean, it right. wasn't that solid, but still, uh, it hit me in the face and it knocked me back. And I, and I, I just caught myself on the scaffold. So, uh, needless to say, we had to put the reschedule, uh, <laughs> an inspection. Uh, I've done this. 
That's tough. I've like, done. I've seen it. it. I've, I've seen this. it at a. Uh, where were you, Bobby, when you did it? Uh, I've done this so many times. Just put an impact on a leaky coupling and tightened up some more. I've taken a three-pound sledgehammer and beat these couplings to make them stop leaking. I've never, you know, I've never had, never had one break. Um, that's crazy. I've been up there just hammering, and and I got the big beefy impacts too. I'll just be up there hammering that thing till it stops dripping. Like hung off of them, get them squared up. You know, you could they'll pivot back and forth. They swivel. Uh, you know, but yeah, I don't know what the hell. If I didn't have the, if the rubber was twisted in there, I don't know. I don't know if the groove wasn't right. That baby was you know, already tight. Our... She was tight, tight. Yeah, yeah. I think it was too tight. Is what I think. And something. Wow. You know, who knows? Think of the pipe. But uh, barely man, hanging I'm... on. My granny said I could talk a rat out of a dumpster. You know, I I could just. And see, and that's an amazing thing about running into y'all. I've never seen this before. I've been in this business really? a long time. I've never even talked to nobody about it. And I tried putting stuff up before, but, you know, uh, people want to see the bear chewing the garage door off. You know what I'm saying? And Or you're out there dancing or something like that. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, you know, I'm 60 years old, bro. I, I, I'm not dancing or nothing. And, <laughs> you know how to make some dancing TikTok videos for us, Paul? Do some break dancing out here in the gravel. Do some. Uh, you gotta do some viral TikTok dancing down in the mine. Just one video for us. Yeah. No, that's probably... <laughs> I'm just yeah. fucking. I'm just fucking with you, Paul. No, no, but, I know, uh, but... We. Yeah. That's the reason why we started this is for the community. You know, to create relationships and fire protection, and not just with our circle, but also for other people to meet other people and share what they're doing and and have a a place to come. I was so excited to come on here and just just tell somebody what what I'm doing, you know, because it, I, it's it's a lonely racket when I'm in. I don't never see nobody. I'm staying in hotels by myself, and, you know. I report the coal mines all over the place, and uh, and but you know, not so much anymore that I'm into that. But but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm up there at chief status now, so I don't really have to. I'm not really the grunt like I used to be, but uh, plus I'm half the man I used to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're doing uh, some rare. Sh I think you're doing some rare shit, Paul. There's not a lot of people that are working down in coal yeah, mines. Um, yeah, not a lot of people down there at all. I mean, you're the first coal. By mine the way, guy I, I, I think a lot of you guys, like everybody, needs to YouTube coal mines and see what it's like. Right. Well, see what it looks like down there. I mean, of course, you can't have the smell. You can't be on oh, your yeah. knees all day on. On a ground that's a shape of a V. I mean, you can't, you can't just be like, what? well, when I first started hurting all day, you know, I got sitting down there because back to where, how we get in, you got to ride a, the man, you got to ride a man lift. You know, you got 30 guys on an elevator going down. Plus you got to wait on the, you got, you got to wait on it because right there at the shift change when you're going in. So you, you, you get the guys that are coming out of the mine. They work there all day. You got to let them come out. You can't, you can't put tools on the on on, on the man lift, so you got to send the man down with the escort to the bottom. Once you get on the bottom, you get off. You send the man trip back up. You put and then I'll put my tools on there, my threader, my groover, my all my bags and right, all that. Right, right. And then send it down there. They take it off of the of the lift because you can't travel on the lift with tools. Oh it's wow! It's only for men. Only for personnel, so you can't you can't get on there with tools. Uh, so you have to send that shit down, dude. An hour later, an hour and a half, and finally you get down there and you meet up with your boys. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh shit. Then you go through and then you go. Uh, you got to wait on a man trip. You got to wait on a ride to the section you're working in. So you'll go sit down there and there's benches down there and it's lighted. You do got fluorescent lights right there, and at the power center you'll have fluorescent lights. But that's it. Everything else is. Is your cap light and uh, and battery, and which that's that shit's an intrinsic safe. It's called intrinsic safe. It, it's uh it's designed not to shed no sparks like your your impacts and things like that. You know, right, right. Uh, unless it's malfunction or something. If you shove some some I don't know something something in it or you get get it wet, maybe it might spark. But but it, all that stuff is designed to be intrinsic safe. So you can work with it, the battery stuff, even your uh, your your cap light and all that. But hell, they used to use uh, uh, water, you use water and carbide, and light a little candle, 
I mean, it was a little burning flame, which they found it. You know, if you run, that's dangerous. I mean, you could kill everybody in the mine. I mean, you got no choice. You don't. Methane has no smell, no color, no taste, no nothing. It's completely invisible, and you can run into it. And when you see your boy fall out, you can't even help him, man. You're not to go over. You don't, so you don't bring parrots down there anymore. No, they don't have that shit, but they got our gas detectors, you know, that uh, that, that, that keeps up with it, and that's part of the uh, the air airflow control system. You work uh, with guys that used to bring parrots down there? Oh no, no, that, that, that that's, that's, that's that's way old school. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. That's that's pretty old school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Excuse my ignorance. I don't know. I'm just. I know that. Uh, I seen it. I seen it in the cartoons. We're we're beyond that right there, uh, and then of course the unions. Uh, keep the kids out of the coal mine and all that kind of thing. Back in, even in my grandfather's day, my grandfather was a coal miner. Uh, he he was uh, American Indian that belonged to the uh, Wino Coal Company in Wheeling, West Virginia. He was indentured. He was like adopted by the... Back then, the company could adopt the orphan kids and then they put them into work in the coal mine. But that's, that's how we got our... Or unions. That's what unions were were brought from was to keep uh, underage people uh, and uh, the elderly out of the coal mines uh, with the ch- child labor stuff. But uh, one important thing, I, I, I wanted to make sure I I told y'all this. Um, you know, like I said, I, I like rocks, and I I always I got rocks everywhere. Boy, I got I got rocks everywhere. Uh, if I see a good rock, I just keep it around close to me. You know. And I, that's why I was like, man, I was so excited to go see the coal and what it's made of. And it's just completely, it's like another planet. Uh, you'll have trees that are turned to coal because coal is an old uh, swamp. Uh, it's an old swamp, oh, wow. fern, trees, palm trees that got covered over millions of years ago uh, with rock. And then it turns it into coal. So that's what coal is. A lot of times you can see plants and ferns and and fossil materials that's in there because it's an old swamp. And a lot of times they'll be going along mining and you'll see a big circle of coal in the top because it's mostly granite. You, you know, they get all the coal out of there. So you'll have a seam of coal that's maybe uh, 48, you know, 50, 100 inches or whatever. Some of them are real small seams of coal, 20s in the 20 inch range where you got to crawl back through there. But um, yeah, it's like being under your kitchen sink. It's ridiculous. The man trips, you got to lay down, and uh, wow. it's usually the older mines out in southern, uh, eastern Kentucky, uh, southern West Virginia, around that area. Those old coal mines, uh, they're just small seams, and uh, it's like working with the with the dwarves, you know, because uh, they get paid good money to be a little guy, you know, big. Oh people yeah, don't... right. Yeah, because they can fit in that little thing, man. This is this has been great. I can't believe it's already been an hour. Oh wow. Really? It's already been an hour, Paul. You just uh, so, you hey, just Paul, told us a we, bunch of shit that we, we definitely, didn't know. We definitely want to have you on because I still have tons of questions. Yeah, there's so many answers. There's yeah. so many things. Yeah, we're, we, I mean, we just barely scratched the surface. But uh, one thing before we go, I wanted to, to, to one, one, one quick thing. My first, my first trip down in the coal mine, like I said, I, I really, really loved the rocks and I was into this shit. And uh, I'd already had some classes, and you got to get your mind card. And so I had to, I took the test, and and uh, uh, you couldn't you couldn't tell me nothing about no coal mine because I, I I was studying it, you know, I was really into it, and I didn't right. want to mess this up. Get down there uh, in one of my first jobs, and I was in the coal mine, and it was in Pennsylvania, uh, Western Pennsylvania above uh, uh, Pittsburgh, and they're famous for their anthracite coal anthracite coal is a really hard uh high btu coal uh and they they actually have to mix it with the bituminous coal and they step on it to make it right for the coal plant so this uh i I mean i step on i'm talking like some kind of gangster but they 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 mix it they have to powder it and mix it and that's how they burn it in the coal plant well i'm up in there in this one mine and they had that anthracite coal and anthracite coal is amazing it's like almost uh, gem quality coal, like jet, it's called jet, and wow. uh, it's, it's almost opalescent. And so, I'm sitting there, and we're waiting on the trip. And I was with my escort, he's an old timer, 
And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my cap light and he's eating the can of beanie weenies. And uh, he said, <laughs> he said, that is right there, boy. And I said, yes, sir, that's anthracite coal. I was like, oh, it's for somebody find I get to answer a question. He said, no. He said, well, I mean, what is it? And I said, well, it's coal, dude. And he said, no. Nah. I said, I need to know. Do you really know what it is? I said, no, nah, I give up, man. He said, what you're holding in your hand right there, son, is sunlight. Petrified. It's the light? It's the plants. The plants sequester the sunlight in their leaves. Then it gets covered up and the leaves, all that debris turns to coal. What? When you light, when you light a piece wild. of coal, when you light a piece of coal on fire, you see fire coming out of it, right? That's not fire. Yeah. That's the sunlight escaping. You just created a pathway for the sunlight to escape there. The BTUs come out of the coal. That's the sunlight that was trapped in there millions of years ago. And when you initiate a fire, you initiate the sunlight to escape from from the coal. Damn, Paul. What? You hit you hitting us with it. You hitting us with the uh that shit was crazy. You're burning sunlight, dude. Natural gas, same way. It's it's ancient plankton that was turned into natural gas, and it's sunlight. I'm never going to see coal the same again. No, no, no way. It's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. It's sunlight. You And I'll tell you, every time you burn a piece of wood, same way. And you when you light a fire in your fireplace, that's the sunlight that that tree sequestered inside of there and when you light a fire you're allowing those btus from the sun to escape from it it's not fire it's sunlight <laughs> that's all right guys that's crazy I, we didn't we didn't we didn't field no questions i don't know who's sequestered. in here sequestered i had so i just googled the I just googled the word sequestered it's isolate and hidden away yeah yeah 100 percent is hidden the away. Sun is, the sun is hidden away in there. Paul, this has been great. This was awesome. Um, Thank you. That was, like, that was like philosophical there at the end. Yeah, I had to leave you with something that you yeah. wanted. You know? I don't have to make a sound. Yeah, you had to leave us one. with like, what? What? <laughs> what do we appreciate We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate your support. Thank that's you a, so much. That's a great hat you got on right there. Yeah, dude. I love this thing. I give sleep a, in it. Give us a point, I'm, Brian. Give us a point to the top. Let them know where it's at. Huh? Get your merch now, right, right, here. Above, right above Brian. Right here. That's right it. Here. Yeah, he, he got it right there. That's it, baby. Hey, right across. You gotta do. You gotta do more like one of these, Brian. Like at the top. You know, make it. Uh, there. Yeah, we, yeah, I like that kid. Now yeah. you get it, huh? If you want to get a hat, if you want to get a hat like Paul, or like me, shirt, Brian has a hat. Every time Brian has a hat, he gives it away. Um, so we gotta get, we gotta get Brian another hat. Don't forget to hit the like button. Yeah, that helps. The hit the share button. Oh, we got a subscriber out of the deal today. 446 on our way to 500. Awesome. This has been great. Oh, we appreciate, really we appreciate all you guys for your comments. Um, listen, I was just blown away by Paul. So if I didn't read your comment, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you yeah. could just see, I see you guys all in here though. I see you guys all run up the comments. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'll imagine if imagine if Paul had a GoPro. That's what I'm saying, man. I would. Uh... I'm on a burner phone. You hear me? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 it's Mountain Paul, baby. All right, thank you everybody.